We're live. So good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Inside Out Effect podcast again on this lovely sunny Sunday evening, which I probably think is like really the first day of summer, John. I think it's actually warm outside. Yeah, it's not cold. And so welcome. Thank you for joining us once again to the Inside Out Effect podcast. I am your host, as usual, Stephen Jakes from healingthemind.co.uk and also the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect with this young man here, Mr. Jonathan Shaw. Good evening, Jonathan. Evening. Great. I like the young man. You like young, young, young man's very young man. And, it, and by the way, Jonathan is young. He's 44 years young today. I'm 44 so, years young today. Yes, I am. Happy birthday, Jonathan. Thank you very much. And uh, it's uh, great to have you here on your birthday. I feel privileged. You're privileged. You should be privileged to have me here on my birthday. Oh, you think, oh, I think oh, so uh, I'm amazed I'm here. Yeah, exactly. We had a great evening last night. We did. That's why I'm, I'm, I had a very late night. And uh, not that I drink, I don't drink, but it was a late night. I'm tired. and Yeah. So so, oh, so. it was a great evening. We went. Um, we thank uh, young Julie for putting us up, and we all dressed yes, up. Thank you, Julie. Uh, we had a little dress up, didn't we? I had a bit hat on, yeah, and uh, tried to look like an American. You look, yeah, like, you look like an American cowboy. You look like I don't know what you look like. You reckoned it was uh, uh, it was a Teddy's boy suit, so it was a Teddy boy's jacket, I yeah. and, and some glasses. And yes, that was good fun and uh, so, good laugh. I enjoyed that. Yes, yeah. So much. happy birthday, mate. Yeah, happy and, and Steve birthday. bought me a lovely uh, picture uh, that he framed on a, on a canvas. Yeah. To hang up, so I'm going to hang that in my office. Yeah. I've just redone up, up, so I can do videos from there and things and Facebook lives and uh, when I do my training videos as well. So. In the back, you'll be in the back of my training videos for DCO. Yes, that the image of you will be there. Great, yeah, you like so, that? I like that. Very yeah, good. good. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I thought you nice. like that. I did. I did. It's very nice. I oh, did. Well, I it fits, I fits perfectly in the space, just behind the door. Is it on the wall? It fits. It just fits perfectly right there. It's perfect. Excellent. Yeah. So, so good. Well, I'm glad you like that. And uh, so it's a really great evening. And so again, happy birthday, John. 44 today. Thank you very much. Little puppy, really, isn't he? Deep down. Um, so anyway, so this is episode 44. Little puppy, no, little puppy. is it the hair? <laughs> is it the hair and the beard? Is that what it is? Is that what yeah. gives it away? Little puppy, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, this is episode 44, which is uh, six away from 50. And today, we will be discussing the topic of communication and why it's so important. And we did mention it in the back end of the last podcast why communication is so important. And I don't think people really grasp uh, how important communication is. No, but we will be covering um, a language which is obviously verbal, non verbal. Uh, the language we have internally and externally, like how we perceive, how we communicate with the external world, with people, with ourselves. Um, obviously, there's body language and there's also uh, uh, the energetic uh, communications. We have energetic communication as well, how we communicate energetically with the energy around us. And also there's visual and there's also communication with sound. So how we perceive information, how we process that. And it's all communication. And realistically, all of that, all of those elements of communication really basically build up our experience of life theoretically yes. i mean that's how our whole life really is around is around communication yeah so uh which wasn't too great about last week as i say yeah communication was, week, was, but, was yeah. very off last week it's yeah. always a bit better this week yeah well, hopefully um, it is. and that was your verbal communication that was my verbal communication yeah. yes just to be clear yes um so anyway, uh, so what we will be doing, we'll, we will be covering our usual stuff on here, which is what happened on this day, on the 9th of May. Right. You, obviously, you being born. I was born uh, four, on the 9th of May, yes. Ago. That's, that's the most important day. one. That's the most that important one. That is the most important one. I haven't put that in the list. But, so, uh, no, I was going to no. say, that should be top of your list. That should be right there. What do you want about? <laughs> yep. Jonathan was born. And that's the most important. That's the only one you need to do. Just yeah. that one. Yeah. Just today. Because that's the yeah, only, it's really just the only thing that matters. Just, just leave it there. there. Yeah. You can't compete with that. 
Oh, I could. But, no, you uh, could. Yeah, no, I, I could. don't think you can. We'll, I don't think you're we'll going to match anything. We'll, we'll find out in a little while when I bring them up, won't we? Let's see how down the list you really are. So... Uh, anyway, so uh, yes, we'll also be covering the stupidest thing you've heard this week. Yes, which so is your little your little spot. My, yes, so if anyone has heard something stupid, then please uh, post it. Please let us know. Post it in the comments. I'd love to hear the stupid thing you've heard. Uh, the thing I've heard is 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 uh, is is stupid and very very funny. Yeah, um, so I'll, I'll, I'll enlighten you all that later on. Great, excellent, and obviously we'll be doing a few famous birthdays, and that's not including the man to my right. Great. So before we start, I would like to introduce my co-host, the creator of the DTO system, the co-founder of the Inside Out Effect with myself, the author of the book, Decoding Pain, the Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain, as well as the DTO Handbook. I'm a busy boy now. Mm, uh, I have the Edwin Hubble and the Galileo Galilei of mental, emotional, physical pain. I have the awesome, amazing, the lovely, the cuddly, the huge, the wonderful, the spectacular Jonathan Shaw. Hello, John. Hi, Steve. How are you doing, I like, mate? I like the huge bit been? in there. Like that was good, the huge bit. That huge, really stood out to me. huge yeah. Jonathan Shaw. Yeah, I've been, been really well. Guess what? What? I bet you've been super busy. I have been super busy. And in fact, the lovely Julie got me a notepad for my birthday with I'm super busy written on it, which I thought was hysterical. Yeah, um, it was funny. Uh, no, I have been super busy. Yeah. A um, couple of things I want to mention this week. I've had a couple of clients that I want to mention. Um, uh, in, in the case, a few things come up that come up quite a lot with clients yeah. that, that I want to talk about. Um, and I've been busy... Um, uh, creating courses for DTO. Yep. I've, I've actually got that sort of organized now in my head, how to structure that properly and create Excellent. courses yep. so people can do it easily. Um, and uh, you hear it here first. I'm also working on a DTO for kids, how to actually teach it to kids. Um, and so kids can use it easily and parents can use it on kids easily. So that will be coming out shortly soon as well. So stay tuned for that. Awesome. That's really, really great. And I think, you know, that's going to be really beneficial to kids because, you know, what happens, as we well know, is that when we react to anything in our environment, we store that information and that yeah. basically causes all our problems. So if we can eliminate it at source or when things happen fresh, as they get older in life, all the things that happen to them in their environment won't affect them later on in life. Yeah. And if and if, if, if we learn as, as human beings a simple tool to take control of our thoughts and emotions, yeah from an early age, we wouldn't have half the problems we have as adults. Yes. It just wouldn't exist because we'd have a tool we use instantly, it would go, yeah. um, and we it just wouldn't build on us. So if we can teach it to kids um, uh, uh, before it even becomes a problem, then it's a, it's a great tool to have as you get older. And it's the yeah. one thing that adults don't have. They don't have a tool to cope with their emotions and their thoughts. Yeah. We're not taught it. And that's all you need is something really simple. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, been looking for a way to explain it to kids in a simple way. Um, because it, the DTO process works great on kids. Yeah, um, I've had several people use it on their kids, and yeah. it works fantastic. Well, I did last week, uh, two weeks, fortnight ago. I had a uh, a uh, a seven a ten year old. Yeah, which was had eczema. Yeah, and I worked switching off all of her responses to that. Yeah, and she was just she knew what what a feeling, what a guilting was, what shame was, what an alone feeling was. She was just brilliant. And then I also did it with a fourteen year old girl suffering from anxiety. I had no problems at all. I've even worked on younger children. 
So a friend of mine, my client, brought their son to me because they had an issue at school, and I was able to switch it off really, really quickly. Yeah. It, it was great. It was like, wow, that's just gone away. And like, so you know, we we tend to think that kids just you know aren't smart or stupid, but they're probably more in touch with their feelings than we are because we just block them out, push them away, act you know from our ego and pretend that you know nothing affects us, which is complete nonsense, as we well know. Yeah. But um, you know, kids, if you, if kids can do that, like you said, it will stop them having problems later on in life. So yeah, I think that's, that's a really right. great move. It's yeah. a really great move. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. And it was just a way to teach it so kids could understand it was yeah. the real stumbling block to make it really simple to teach the fight and flight. And we've come up with a very, very cool way of doing that. So yeah. there will be a Fantastic. course specifically designed to teach parents to show kids how to do it on their kids to help them heal different things. Yeah. And, you know, uh, one of my clients used it on her daughter for stomach problems and getting to sleep at night. And, you know, it works every time she does it on her. And, yeah. and um, the, the her daughter was... Um, uh, Go on, spit it out, man. You know, you oh, I can't spit it out. You got mine. Oh, you got. To... You got. You got wired last week. Oh, give me a chance. Just give me a chance. This to get week's it out. about communication, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Okay. And Jonathan's going to tell you all about it in, uh, in the best way possible, aren't you? I fuddled, I fuddled my words. You fuddled your words. Um, so uh, no, it's uh, it, the daughter was reluctant to do the technique because she's been taught, grown up in a medical environment, or must yeah. do the must do that. And uh, just focus on the symptom. Yeah, must focus on, on the symptom. cause. Yeah. And when she actually allowed her her mum to do it on her. She went, oh, my God, Mum, it really works. Yeah. So she's actually been doing it a lot more lately, which yeah, has been absolutely great, great. Yes. and letting her mum do it on her. Yeah. And it's great that the mum can do it on her. It doesn't necessarily need a therapist to resolve the issue or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to releasing that in a different way of teaching. And it also make it easier to teach it to adults as well. I think it, the way of teaching it will actually resonate with adults as well. So Yeah, yeah no, well, I mean, they reckon they wrote, most newspapers are written for a language age of seven. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Didn't oh, okay, know that. that must be why I don't read Especially newspapers. Especially the sun. Especially the yeah, sun. Yeah, it's written to, to for a second. To I thought the sun was just for pictures. Old, so. I thought the sun was about pictures rather than well, I don't know reading information. Is. I think it's just bullshit anyway. All of it is. If you're reading newspapers, well, you're screwed anyway. I've never read a newspaper in my life. Yeah. My dad no, used to try and convince me. Anyway. He used to, he used no, to try and say, you must read the news. You must you must know what the news is happening. I was like, why must I know? It's not news. What it's one benefit? person's belief system they're yeah, trying to get you to believe. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's fine. So, yes. Great. Great for me. Yeah, you, you did, yeah. Oh, I love a good newspaper wrapped with fish and chips. In. Yeah, same I mean, that's, thing in the world. That's what they're good for. That's what I. The only time I use a newspaper, or to line my rabbit hutch. Really, they're perfect for that. Absolutely perfect. That is the best thing for a newspaper. Yeah. Those two things. Um, obviously, don't get those the wrong way round. Yeah. Um, no, don't don't the eat the rabbit poo out. Of, out no, of, exactly. Yeah, that's nice. No, and yeah, and line your fish and chips with paper. Don't do yeah, that. No, you don't do that. As long as you're going the right way around, they're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes. So having that, what else have been up to, mate? Uh, well, I've had a couple of interesting clients. Um, uh, one, one real hope for severe uh, eczema. I've had a client for a long time, and she's had really severe eczema uh, on her face, really angry, and yeah. tried loads of things to get rid of it. It's been very severe. So it's it, and we. It, she's got lots of conflicts running, and using the new the. And when I spoke to her the other day, um, uh, she I only see only treat her once every two months or something um and uh her face was really angry still really come up because she got lots of triggers for it yeah and um we did this new behavior technique with her by clearing the behaviors and literally i watched on camera as we cleared two behaviors out and usually with her loads of responses loads and loads of responses it takes time yeah but we literally cleared out two behaviors and i literally watched on camera as her face just calmed right down yeah. and i said to her now just kind of look in the mirror and she went and i heard in the college went oh my god <laughs> because her face had calmed there was yeah. no heat there was no energy behind it it calmed right down um and she'd never had that experience before so that um 
give would give real hope for someone who's got severe severe eczema that just can't get rid yeah, of well, it. Yeah, I've got a guy coming to me next week with severe eczema. Oh, have you? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I'll probably I'm probably go to the. Yeah. So what people don't realise is is that uh, that we all seem to think that something ex- external causes our causes our illnesses and our diseases or it's genetic and all the rest of it but actually it's a signal from the brain that's right it's just a signal from your brain that will either uh, cause a specific organ or your skin what do you mean your skin is an organ or or depression or anxiety or for all your stuff is all just internal stuff that's going on yeah. and when you know that everything internally is causing all your problems and you know how what they are and then lucky enough we know what the behaviors are those behaviors then will literally then in many cases resolve the the physical ailment or or the, yes. the the problem yeah you know you don't need like, what we do is we go to the external stuff oh, i need a cream or i need this and oh, i'll need that so but actually it's just managing the symptom again and that's all we seem to do is manage symptoms so well in this particular case it was a lady's uh one of the triggers for her behavior was feeling the burning on the inside of her body yeah. So she she could feel the skin on the outside, but the main but I went went to the feeling on the inside. She yeah. could feel it itching on the inside and burning, and I went to that. <clears throat> and then what behaviour that made her want to do? And when we switched off those two behaviours, her skin just calmed right yeah. down. Um, and then I've taught her how to do it, and she can go off and, and start yeah. clearing things herself. Um, so 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 that was incredible to see, you know, on camera to watch that just calm yeah, down. It was great. fantastic. And then I treated another guy, and I want to. I want to mention this very strongly. I treated a guy uh, last week with shoulder pain, severe shoulder pain for 10 months. And he came to me and he'd been diagnosed by a physio with rotator cuff injury. Now, I want to point this out to people. Uh, If you are out there and you've been told you have a rotator cuff injury and that's causing your pain, bollocks. In the 20 years I've been doing this with chronic pain, I've probably seen two people that could actually say they had a rotator cuff problem, but it wasn't still, it still wasn't causing the problem. It was just part of the problem. No one I've seen in 20 years with shoulder pain, I've treated loads of shoulder pain, has ever been put down to rotator cuff injury. Yes, the rotator cuff becomes affected, becomes weak, and sometimes gets damaged, but it's not causing the problem. So if you've been diagnosed with a rotator cuff injury, and you're still suffering, ignore that, give me a call, come and see me, because that's just ridiculous. This guy had been suffering for 10 months, and within 30 minutes, yeah, hang on. If I remember right, one of my clients... Same thing, yes. One of my clients, he was playing thing. cricket. That's right. And uh, if you're watching, hello, mate. But uh, he was struggling for ages and ages, and uh, he'd been coming to me for about... I see him every fortnight, and we've been going through loads of his stuff and getting rid of all of his past problems and stuffs and issues and all the rest of beliefs and what have you. And uh, he came to me, and uh, he'd been gone to a physio, and he was told to rotate a cuff, and basically he was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse to the point you could hardly move his arm. Yeah. He's doing all the exercises that the, yeah. phys- the physio had told him to do. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, I said, uh, he said, oh, I'm really struggling. I said, I know, I know a man who can help you with that. And uh, literally, I got him to see you the following Sunday, and I think within two sessions, it, it was just trapped uh, tissue under. It the... just trapped tissue in his yeah. shoulder socket, which yeah. is, is the most... and the problem is that if you if you're told it's a rotator cuff, and then they you do the exercises that are for rotator cuff, but it's not rotator cuff, you just make it worse. That's all you're doing. You're being given exercises, especially in the two cases you just mentioned, as is Stephen's uh, client and my client the other day. Um, 
it was trapped tissue in the shoulder joint. So trying to do rotator cuff injuries with that running will just make it worse. Yeah. Uh, and it was getting worse. Stuck. I mean, it was, it was really getting to it really <laughs> yeah, badly. It was, yeah. it was making it difficult for me to clear his stuff because the pain was getting in the way. I just want to point out, um, you've got some happy birthdays here. So Rebecca. Oh, yes. so oh, hello, hello, Rebecca. Hello, hello, Rebecca. Rebecca. Shame you weren't with us last night. Uh, I know, we missed, we missed you. He did. Uh, no, I missed you as well. Uh, give uh, him a kick <laughs> when you see him. When, you, when you're better, you can give him a good kick. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Rebecca wishes happy birthday. Uh, Linda, who's uh, was a lady that came and saw me just before we started today. All right, for the first okay. time, yes. and uh, blew her away with all uh, with all of the stuff and the brain yeah. and cleared something big for her. So she's now. I wonder what a mess in the lounge was. Uh, I thought all, yeah, all that fire and yeah, debris was still around. She's lovely. Like, she's actually really lovely. Hello, lady. Linda. Glad so Linda, know. yeah, she experienced her first clearing today with me Excellent. and it blew her away. Uh, but she's wished you happy birthday. Uh, thank and, you, Linda. And also, uh, Mike, my friend Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, he's Mike. You. Happy born day, John. So thank uh, you. I'm sure we'll appreciate that. Appreciate that. Mike, yes, I do. Thank you very much. And so anyone else that's watching, uh, please add your comments uh, to John if you want to wish him out both, and I'll read them out. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. I'd love to hear that. I've had a lot of nice comments on Facebook, Not from uh, you. which I will respond to tomorrow at some point. <laughs> Not from you. What? No, no you did. You posted oh, pictures I did. I up. Nice yeah, you posted nice pictures up. Yeah, yeah. Don't be cheeky. Oh, maybe well, you do your job. I can't be. I can't not be cheeky. You can't not be cheeky. I can't, really. in, you have that cheeky. DNA, you know, it's, it's like... actually in your grin as well. Oh, you actually have a cheeky grin. <laughs> it's just right there. As soon as you grin, it's, you can tell you're cheeky. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. I don't. Right. I don't have a cheeky grin. No. 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 I have a cheeky something else. Yeah, just start grin. Suit you. Oh, suit you. Cheeky something else. Yes. So anyway, so that's good. So if you if you got if you've been told as a rotator cuff injury, I can pretty much guarantee it ain't. And if you're doing rotator cuff injuries and it's not getting any better, it's getting worse, please don't stop doing it because you're going to make yourself worse. Um, that's the first port call that physios always go to. Oh, it's rotator cuff. For fuck's sake. <laughs> stop guessing. Look at the person and find out what's going on. Because seriously, I, I see so many people who suffer in pain, but this guy's been in pain for 10 months. Couldn't sleep, couldn't do anything. And now I've got to rehabilitate him. I've got to rehabilitate his shoulder because it was not diagnosed correctly in the first place. So that's going to take the longest. The pain has gone from a 10 to a 2 in one session, but the pain, the 2 that's left is rehabilitating his shoulder because yeah. it's weakened and he's got no, he got, hasn't got the strength to use it. So he's got to rehabilitate him and make sure that his shoulder is um, stable because the shoulders become unstable because the muscles are imbalanced. Yeah. But, so the rehabilitation is going to take longer than the actual getting rid of the pain. Yeah. Um, and that's only because he's had it for a long time. That's only because it's been left because he wasn't diagnosed correctly and didn't have the right treatment that he, he yeah, that, we're seeing more damaged. and more of all the time, especially when it comes to mental health and mm. you know, depression, anxiety, and stuff. And people being told they've got to live with it, manage it, hold on to it, can't be changed. And uh, in actual fact, then people come to us and within like sometimes, like earlier on, one session, I got rid of a massive trauma for what's that trauma about traumatic experience for somebody, and it's gone, they've yeah. no longer got yeah. it. Yeah, you know, you she might have been hang, walking around with that for 20, 20 years, 25 exactly. years, yeah. And all of a sudden, within one hour, it's all gone, and then that—that's like that—that that whole experience didn't happen. And now she's in it, and she moved all the blocks. Like she said, it's like I had a big block in my life, and now that's gone. Yeah. So you know, we get told so much rubbish, and we're told that it's bad information and stuff on YouTube, and people that don't really know what they're actually talking about, giving bad advice, and that's keeping people stuck, trapped, or with belief systems that don't work for them. Yeah. You know. I, I had another client this week as well that, that called me up in severe pain with her stomach. Lower down her stomach, um, uh, uh, uh. where she was struggling to, to go to the toilet as well. And, uh, you know, mum kept saying, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. She had a panic attack as well. 
and she went to the doctor and the doctor was was next to useless didn't solve the problem so she was going to call me anyway but she did what her mum wanted um and uh called me up and i switched off the shock the trigger over the phone and then i saw her in my clinic the other day and pain completely gone i just finished switching off a little bit of the trigger that was left yeah but the pain had completely gone panic attack had gone yeah. she's absolutely fine yeah um and it, if she hadn't known me she'd have suffered in pain for a hell of a lot longer because doctors were just treating symptoms yeah not cause yeah and so you know she was fortunate that she she'd been to me before um it was only her mum who kept saying you must go to the doctor and it's like, and that became a bit of a boundary issue for her because she couldn't convince, she couldn't tell her mum yeah. that what what I do works or what she she has done works. And her mum is severely ill as well, so her mum won't see anything but medical. Um, and that's, that's obviously working for her as well, isn't it? Working she's, for her. she's severely ill, but she keeps on going back to the person that's not making exactly, her better. Exactly, exactly. That's right. right. <laughs> you know, um, whereas her daughter's been to me, and we've resolved things before for her, so yeah. she knows she gets better. Mm. Um, it's, Isn't it's the just, human race a mental? We're crazy. They are absolutely people. crazy. Mental, They're absolutely mental. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to carry on doing the thing that doesn't work for me because that's what I've been told to do. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Yeah, I know, no. but he's he's got qualifications. Yeah. Yeah, but is he making you better? No, oh. but he's got qualifications. Oh, I know. Yeah, tell me about it. Like, yeah, really? Yeah, he wears a white coat and has a stethoscope. He wears a white coat, you know. He, and he has those pens. He must be telling the truth. He must yeah. know what he's doing. No, sorry. Um, but no, if you are in pain with any shoulder injury and you've been told it's rotator cuff, ignore it. Yeah. Um, I will do. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, there will be a percentage of people that might, but even rotator cuff can still be fixed very easily, but not with silly exercises like this. So if you've been told to do this with a band... Stop doing it immediately because it's probably not working for you. If you're doing that with a band, you've probably got a tambourine. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a really unusual triangle. Or a drum. A drum, like... yeah. No, but they do. They get, you to, they get you to have a band. One of those rubber yeah. bands, they get to do this to try and work the rotator cuff, the, in, the in, uh, inner and outward motion of the rotator. And it, I've never known it ever work. So ever. if you're a tambourine player, the chances are you might have a damaged rotator, rotator cuff injury yes, exactly. and you need to go and see. Yes, exactly. Not go and see, John. Go and see those physios. Don't get me wrong. If what you're doing is working, you're getting better. Fine. Yeah. Then, it, then. But if it's not, then chances are it's not rotator cuff, yeah. and that's why I see all the time people come to me. They've been told it's something, and it doesn't matter if it's rotator. It, it can be anything. People get diagnosed with anything when they come to see me. They get told it's something, and the diagnosis is wrong, so they then get the wrong treatment. Yeah. And then that just makes you worse. Um. And uh. And. You know, I have to sort of undo what they've been told and then fix the problem. Which isn't what we're going to talk about next week, isn't it? On our next podcast about being an expert in your symptoms. That's and thinking, exactly what we're going to be talking about. You're an expert. I've had, I've had back problems for 20 years and I'm an expert in it. That's and exactly what we're talking so about. So we are going to be doing that in the next yeah. podcast. Are you an expert in your symptoms? Yeah. Do you think you know... Uh, everything why, about bad every, backs just because you've got a bad back got for bad 15 back. years yeah 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 but you don't know anything about bad backs you just know about what it feels like yeah that's right yeah, yeah. it's a big it's a big conflict in you, especially if you have autoimmune problems they really think they understand their disease because they have their disease yeah um and we'll go into that next week so yeah yeah which i think is yeah. tied in quite nicely yeah so, so going so for me so we're gonna say what about me yeah what about you what about how me you, how have you been how have about you been me? super you busy about me? i have been super busy super busy but in a different way really yeah, in a different way. Um, yeah, in a different way. So, what sort of sideways way? I've been busy. I have been busy. Yeah, okay. But I've been busy in a different type of way. Oh. Um, I've had, uh, you know, so like, you know, you have lots of clients and then also they come to, you've solved all their problems and they sort of drop away. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I've got this, I go through this period of having nobody sort of, 
and then I will then have all these new people come in. So in that, I always happen. I have this little dip that comes in where I'm really busy, got loads of people, yeah. and then everyone gets better and disappears, and I'm like, oh. And then I've got this window of opportunity to doing nothing, which is yeah. quite nice sometimes, just to have a break and yeah. maybe have a lie-in or go for a walk or get creative. Because, I mean, this weekend, last weekend, um, I made a brand new track, yeah. which is a rework of an old track by Dirty South, also called uh, City of Dreams. Yeah. And uh, I just didn't have a lot of time on my hand. I had a lot of time on my hand, so I've made that, which I really love. It's probably one of my best tracks I've done, and I've posted that out. I've got six likes. Oh, six, six likes. Like, I know. Wow. It must be that good. You'll be in the charts soon. I've got I'll six tell you, you're likes not far. And I'm thinking, that's one of the best tracks I've ever made. No, right? you played it. I like that track that you played. I know. And it was really good. Six likes. Six likes. Yeah, yeah so you're just... I don't know what's the, going on. You're, you're, you're ahead of your sign. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't know what it is. When you're maybe, in, maybe people are getting pissed off with posting all this stuff out, because it's like... No, it's, it's when you've passed over, you know, eventually one day when you're in your hundreds, yeah, or even thousands maybe, but when you've passed over, people will recognise your talent. Um, you won't make any money from it at that point, no, but they will recognize I don't really do the music for money anyway. I no, just do, do it. Love it, it. I do it to put it out there so people can enjoy it, and then nobody listens to it, and then I get six likes. So. Oh, but anyway, that, I thought do, I, they just don't like it. Yeah, maybe that's, that's probably that. what it is. No, I mean they just don't like it. Or they, they don't say oh, anything. That's okay. what I mean. Like, yeah. They don't say they don't they don't necessarily like or share or love it, but they are listening to it. Yeah, that really inspires me to make more music. <laughs> So if you do like it, uh, you're sort of not inspiring me to make my music. But yes, I made I made a new track, and uh, so I did that. But anyway, I said I have this I have this lull now. Where I've got all these new new clients now coming to me. Yep. So that, that happens when you get people better. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's the whole point. So that's that's fine. You can't. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. uh, and I got I mean going back to these behaviours. Well, I had a girl that come and saw me in the in the week. She's have she's been having driving problems for a very very long time, and um, she gets in the car, and then as soon as she goes on the motorway. And she knows there's a, a stretch of road that she can't get off. She she literally has a massive meltdown, really bad panic attacks, really bad anxiety, freaks out, sweats. Sometimes has to pull over, you know, and uh, she freaks out because she's got the little in the car, and and it all goes back to loads of other stuff. But and I've been working on that quite a lot for a period of time, and. I get rid of it, but it comes back, and I get yeah. rid of it, and it comes back, back, and it gets rid. Of it. And where so anyway, I went to the behaviours. Yeah. So I went through the seventeen behaviours, the list of behaviours that we know that holds specific emotional responses and anxiety and all this stuff in place. And now I went to them and asked her, which of these behaviours do you do? Mm. And there was like ten out of the seventeen. So I've actually now been working on them, and it's making a dramatic improvement on that. Yeah. So just getting rid of those behaviours with her, reducing the level of anxiety and the fear of going on a road, and because it's you know, you know, she needs to be able to drive, but she has to go all through the back road. She can't go on the, on the dual carriageway because it freaks her out and she gets worried. So I'm just switching off all the behaviours associated to that, um, making quite good progress with that. Good. And um, so yeah, so uh, I've been doing that. Um, just people really with relationship, past relationship breakups and yeah. just getting rid of all of the trauma that's related to it and all the beliefs that are made up with breaking up and, um, you know, people staying in relationships, you know, a lot of them is, uh, I stayed in that relationship for the children yes. and they should have got out and they've just now basically staying there. They're making their life really, really crap. They're, they're then, then projecting that onto the kids, but they think they're doing them, doing them, a, doing them a favor by staying there, but actually you're just prolonging the inevitable and in the end, then they do leave and, you know, but they've still got all that guilt for staying there when they should have got out. So yeah. I've seen a lot of that in relationships uh, with the people I'm clearing as well. Yeah. But uh, the main thing that I sort of really been focusing on this week where I've got, this window where I've had this window of uh 
peace and tranquility where I've actually not been You've working had a window with of peace and tranquility. I have. Was that an expensive window? Yeah, where did you have that put in your bathroom? <laughs> where was that? Uh, well, you just a... open it like the birds are singing, the sunshine, and it's like a Mary Poppins sort of thing. It is a just... very Mary Poppins thing. And then you close it, it's all dramatic and drama and bomb, bombs and fireworks going off. And then you open it, it's peace again. Yeah. And close it and it's yeah. fire. And then a bit like it. that. A bit like that. Brilliant. Yeah. So anyway, I get up and I come downstairs and it's all, no, I've got no clients. So I've been looking into a reality creation. Okay, so, yes. So, You've mentioned this to me, yes. So uh, so I don't know if you realise, but what we need to understand is that everything that happens in our life, we create. Okay, the people that we have in our life, the relationships that we have, the events that we have, we are actually subconsciously creating them. And you might not believe that or understand it, it's 100% true because whenever I go and clear something for somebody, the thing that they desire or want in their life instantly appears exactly. or a person just leaves out of their life or somebody like I had a, a lady a little while ago who had a massive problem with neighbors and like she come to me and when I switched off all the responses about her neighbors the neighbors just up to moved within two days just yeah. like that right? Brilliant. so if you don't believe that this place is magical and you actually are creator of your reality all it is is your subconscious brain is creating the external world and bringing all the stuff that you believe into your reality. Very difficult for people to understand, but there's been some great, great thinkers in the past, like Neville Goddard, and uh, there's also a guy called Vadim Zeeland. Now, he created a book, he wrote a book called uh, called uh, Reality Trend Surfing. And what it basically that is, it's enabled to, sub to impress a vision of the future into your subconscious mind. Now, as long as you haven't got any guilt or shames or any energetic blocks to that, which we obviously switch off. And that's why when we do switch stuff off things, people's like, we'll get the promotion the next day or yeah. the people will just leave the next day. I see it all the time with people. They come to yeah. me with a problem. I switch off the thing and it's just like magically just disappears. Right. So, so anyway, there's much, so obviously knowing that there's also a way of being able to knowing that you must be able to create your reality. You must be able to have a vision of the future and therefore be able to impress that on your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind then goes and literally creates that, in your 3D world. Yep. So you have a, a, an internal vision of what you want, who you want to be, how you want to act, what you want, what you want in your life. And you create a vision of that and you impress the subconscious brain. It has to be impressed. And then what happens is, is then you then, uh, as long as you, like I said, you've got no blocks or guilt or shames about having that thing, you then, in for some reason, this external world somehow mirrors back to you your dreams, your aspirations, your goals, and you get the thing what you get. And most people go, well, that's a bit of a coincidence. Well, actually, if you understand this is nothing's a coincidence. No. You've actually desired it, wanted it, and you've it's something you've actually daydreamed or imagined or dreamt about, and then all of a sudden it will happen in your life. You're like, oh, that's a bit weird. And when you start understanding that how magical this place is, and actually you can control your reality and you can literally do create your life by design, mm. you just need to know the tools of how you need to do that. So anyway, there's a guy called Vadim Zeeland, and uh, he's a Russian guy, and he wrote a book called Reality Trend Surfing. Mm. And what he does is he breaks down like uh, there's twenty chap there's the twenty chapters. So what I've done is I've broken down his book, the audio book, into twenty bite-sized chapters. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to put the first one up on Facebook so people can listen to it. It's about pendulums because pendulums are the most important thing in our life end of story in many ways uh because as soon as we react to something we push it one way and then there has to be an opposite effect so like a pendulum if you're putting your energy into a belief 
then the opposite will also now appear. Yeah. Or if you've got a positive belief, that's because there's also a negative belief. So when we invest energy into people, situations, circumstances, or events, we're pushing energy into a pendulum and we're now pushing it in a certain way, which takes us away from our natural state. And we can only create our reality when we're in a natural state, not when we're pushing an energy on a pendulum. So he goes into pendulums and how everything in life is a pendulum and how it's, we find it difficult to be able to navigate our way through life being able to create and attract the things we want in our life because the pendulums get in the way yeah. the pendulums will take you off in this direction away from the or your the desire that you want yeah so anyway so i've worked this weekend i've broken i've done 20 videos um from chapter one to chapter 20 and i've done them all in bite-sized pieces and each one of those is a, a really great in-depth way of explaining how reality works, how your subconscious works, and how we can literally, when you understand all this sort of hidden knowledge mm. of actually that we create our reality and how we can literally design our, our future to the way we want it with the people, the jobs, and everything we want. Once you understand that, then you can start doing it. But he gives a, a really great um, breakdown, chapter by chapter, of all how that works. So how the mirror world works, how pendulums work. So I'm going to post up pendulums, which is the second chapter, so people to understand about pendulums. Because if you can understand about pendulums, you really do start getting control of your life and you can start identifying why your life's been shit and why it hasn't worked up to now. Because you've created all of it. Everything, that, everything in your life right now, you look around, that is a creation of your subconscious brain. That's it. Whether you like it or not, that's fact. And so when we, yeah, I know you must have manifested. Oh, no, exactly. uh, yeah, yeah. So, so that's how it works. So anyway, I'm going to, I'm going to put the first one out. Uh, it's on uh, pendulums. I'm going to post that. And then what I'm going to do is I've started a healing the mind YouTube channel, which I've started uploading the uh, chapters. Now I'm up to about 11 chapters. So I've made the videos um, I've uploaded them to YouTube and I've set up the YouTube channel. So you can go and go onto that YouTube channel and listen to the audio book chapter by chapter by chapter. Right. Um, you might need to listen to a few of them a few times because it's totally different knowledge to anything you've ever experienced and it will go against everything you've ever been taught basically and that's why no one can create their life because the powers that be or the people that know this knowledge have hidden it from the average joe so i've gonna be posting that and uh and i'm gonna post that first one up and then we're gonna put a uh, a, a landing page where you can uh, go and sign up to the newsletter, which I'm just about to launch. And I'm going to be posting those out in the newsletter uh, each week, as well as loads of other tools, tips, uh, information that works, not like all this nonsense that's on YouTube that doesn't work and loads of belief systems and stuff, but all stuff that will help you in your everyday life, give you a better life, help you manage your 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 uh, emotional responses and how to deal with future events and also how to come up with solutions on how to deal with your past stuff. So we're going to do that as a newsletter, but I'm going to be posting out these videos on that newsletter once that page has been done. So I've, I've been doing that as well. And, it's, and I'm going to tell you now, I've been doing this for a while now and I'm starting to literally think of things that I want to appear in my life and within three days, generally within three to four days, the things that I've that I've tried to create. So what do I want in my life? For example, like I've written a few things out. I wanted uh, I said I got this is really right. So I wrote down, I, I visualized I I a friend buys me lunch, right? Yeah. And then within three days, uh one of my clients turned up and said, Oh, I've got something for you. And she gave me a piece of paper and it was a she was taking me out to lunch at the seafood place in uh, Mersey. Oh, so wow. I said that's what I wanted, and within three days she ran to me come and said, Oh, yeah, I bought you a free lunch. Oh, so nice. when you know that you can actually start 
commanding this place to give you the things that you want. You just need the tools and to clear all the stuff to do it. Then you can yeah. start clearing it off. So it does work. I'm doing it all the time. It's basically like law of attraction, but this is a bit more in a bit more detail. Mm. It gives you the mechanics and the science of what's really going on and how to change inside in order to get the things you want. So hope I haven't waffled on too much about that because it's quite an in-depth topic, but I'll be yeah. posting that soon. And hopefully if you want, if you're interested, um, just keep an eye on the, uh, the pendulum's post that's I'll put on Facebook and I'll give you a link to sign up to the newsletter so you can get all the other 19 chapters if you're interested in that. So, cool. Brilliant. Sounds right. really good. Yeah. Excellent. Very good. Great. So I've done that bit. Done, done that, that bit. bit. Done that bit. Walking done away through the sheets. So anyway. You did have a flourish. I did. It's a real did. flourish. Yeah, like that. absolutely. Very good. Um, so. Um, Not my Debbie McGee's and Paul Daniels. That's, that's well, your, your other half just said, did you coordinate your wardrobe tonight? Uh, well, we did. We should have called each other really before we um, before we spoke. Yeah, uh, we don't. The difference normally... is the difference is Emmeline is mine's my shirt's ironed. <laughs> and uh, so now they don't... couldn't tell that oh, yeah. on the camera. They couldn't Honestly. tell where it was ironed or not. You just ruined the illusion. I have this. It's you really... didn't need to reveal that secret. You know, like a packet of crisps. A packet of crisps. Yeah. Really? I did offer to iron it for him before we came on. He's like, no, I'm all right. Actually, what I think you said was, do you want me to iron it? Oh, actually, you've only got 15 minutes. Don't worry about it. I did offer to iron it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I mean, but you said but you it didn't, didn't want to show iron, up on so... camera. I know. It's, 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 I, I like a little bit of creasing. I like a little bit. I don't want to be too perfect. <laughs> no, I don't want to be too perfect. I want to be. I want to be. But isn't it nice seeing her in a shirt, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, my word. I think it's. Well, we've seen, like, you know. I'm, so, well, I'm starting to rub off on you. I like to miss. <laughs> maybe I'll rub off on you. Maybe you'll turn up in a Marvel t-shirt at some point. That's no, it's very highly high, unlikely. Highly yeah, unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the casual look. I like to be a little bit more chilled, laid back. I'm, I'm sure. I used to. I used, when I was a magician, I have to dress up all the time doing shows. Is where tails. Right, the Great Soprendo. The Great Soprendo. No, that that was no that no that was. Yeah, uh, who, yeah the Great Soprendo. Yeah, he was on some children's kids program. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was um, what's his name? God, I can't remember. I don't know. What was he's his been name? Married to Victoria. Well, I know what his name was. The Great Soprendo. No, that was his magic <laughs> name. That was his actual name. Um, but no, I, I used to dress up all the time. So you know, wearing suits all the time, and I used to dress as a wizard for kids' parties. You know, and so I like to a little bit more. Children casual, you know, these days, like in my old age. Now you could have made the effort last night then. I, <laughs> made effort. I did. I was in my rock and roll thing. It was a teddy boy suit. I looked good. You did look good. I looked very good. I thought I looked good. The only thing that didn't work was the wig because I've already got the hair. So yeah. the wig wasn't. Yeah. I had the wig glasses. Right I think I a the wig did, yeah, but you've got no hair. So it would, wouldn't it? It, it would, it would look all right on you. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we're going to go into the uh, topic of communication. Go on in. So, um, so I don't know if you want because I've been speaking quite a bit here. But so communication obviously is the key is a key thing, right? Uh, and it and it basically builds up our whole experience of life. Yes. So how we speak to people, the language we use, the language we use internally, how we think, and the language we use, and we can use that in a negative way or in a destructive way. We communicate um, with body language. Um, you know, so you can always tell somebody <clears throat> what they're thinking and feeling, how they are by their body language and how we other people perceive that. So, you know, um, a great thing that I teach a lot of the people that come to see me is what you communicate is the response you get. Mm. So if you're not getting the response that you want from a specific person, the chances are you haven't communicated it properly. And unfortunately, what we do is we blame the other person for not understanding. And what we don't do is clarify that that person actually understands what it is we, we're actually saying. Yes. But there's lots of elements to communication because, like I said earlier on, uh, about the whole 
reality creation is that if you've got internal emotional stuff, you're not really connect connecting or creating energetically. So, so we'll go into, let's go into that. So first thing is obviously how we communicate in our, how we, how we communicate in ourselves, And that can be in a negative way or in a positive way. Um, and that could be generally based on your beliefs about yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, if you're communicating with yourself in a negative way, so if you're have negative self-talk or, um, or, or trauma running or negative sounds or images playing in your brain, that's all communicating something to your internal system. Yes. And when that communicates something to your internal system, your internal system reacts. And believe it or not, that sends a communication to the outside world. Yes. Because that brings law of attraction back in. Yes, again. That does, brings yeah. what you're talking about, reality. Yes. So your internal communication to yourself is very important because basically that runs every other form of communication that you have. So if your internal dialogue is off, then every other form of communication that exists, which external communication, verbal, non-verbal, body language, energetic, they're all off because your internal one is off. Yes. By changing your internal communication with yourself, everything else will then fall into place. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's something that we're not taught. We're not taught how important communication is with ourselves and with other people. The, the, the the thing that most people don't understand is that and I think I uh, don't know exact statistic, but ninety percent of the communication is is body language. It's not yeah. what you say. It's seven percent is what you say. Seven percent is what you say. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It's your it's your language, your energy you put into something, your passion, and your body language. If you look confident when you say something, it will come across as confident. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you know, if I was talking, you know, in a very <clears throat> sort of slow tone like this, and I sat very still. I wouldn't be very passionate. I'd come across as quite boring and like John Major. Um, you so, sound like a presenter on Classic sound, exactly, FM. Exactly, yeah. Well, there's the radio. Uh, likewise, you can get someone who talks really up high, like, and really talks really, 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 and you can't understand what they're going. So there has to be a balance in your communication. Uh, when, if you're talking passionately, you know, the way you use your hands, the way you gesture, the way you talk to people. Um, you know, there's um, uh, as a great Seinfeld sketch, and then when watch Seinfeld, where they have a low, what he calls a low talker. And that's how we talk to whispers. Like the whispers. And I actually know someone, like my mum has a friend who does this. Yeah. And you just can't understand her at all. And every time so I Mr. see her. Do you remember Mr. Britis? Yes, I do. Yes, uh, Carol. Carol. It was yeah. Carol who worked on the Excuse me, um, yes, you had the babies in the in the in the, in the yeah, cover, didn't you? Yeah. I love the British Empire. It's a hysterical program. Yeah. Um, uh, but you know, the communication you have with yourself is important. So if your if your communication with yourself is, oh, I'm no good at talking to people, and I don't have any confidence, then when you talk to people, you're not going to communicate that very well. That's right. Yeah. Um, if your communication to yourself is, oh, and you want to chat a girl up, for instance, if your communication to yourself is. Oh, she's never going to like me, and and I have nothing to offer her. And oh my God, she's so beautiful. What can I? Then when you go and talk to her, that's going to come across in your communication. Yep. Um, likewise, you go for a job interview. If you go into a job interview, your internal communication is, uh, I can't do this job. I'm no good. They're not going to want me. There's so many people better than me. Then when you're trying to give the interview, you're not going to be confident. You're not going to give the right body language. You're not going to. It's just. I write work. letters, and they still don't work either. No, well. <laughs> Are you, are you, you have a try though. Are you posting it to the right people? Maybe. Are you putting maybe, the right address maybe, no, on? Obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously not. Uh, no, you're obviously not. But no. so your internal <laughs> communication to yourself is the most important communication yeah. first. It precedes 100%. everything else. Then after that, 
that then drives your body language which is driven by your energy that you're talking about yeah. it you know um so you know uh, performers will have this when you you know like you and me when we first started doing this yeah uh, our energy is much higher now when we do it because we're used to it more confident what we do yeah but to begin with it was someone actually and, commented, I, and I love doing them and you love doing I, them yeah. I, I was so worried about people listening to the information and getting the information right that weren't doing it for fun i was doing it out of professionalism now i love doing them i just you, you did it out of professionalism originally yeah, originally did I did you? You? Yeah, yeah that, that never showed I, I never actually got that i, I was never, still I was early doors there. though really. was it early doors yeah, okay uh, right fair enough but yeah so now but now i do it because i love doing them and, yeah. uh, and i don't really care what people think if they watch them or anything and someone actually commented really uh, to you fun. that they listened to one of our old ones and they weren't any as good yeah yeah no ones. yeah so yeah one of my because, clients one of my clients basically yeah. said oh i listen i just see did you see you did one on ocd and i'm like yeah that was like, oh ages ago she goes yeah i listened to it but it weren't as good as like the ones you do now so you know so so your your communication with yourself because i'm used to talking and speaking but steve's not as used to it so if you're not used to speaking when you first do it you're going to be um you'll be in your head too much yeah and again if you're in your head that's another thing that stops communication yeah uh, you get this a lot with social people being in social situations people go into their heads and when you're ahead you can't communicate because you're in your head trying to communicate with yourself yeah you're not letting the the environment communicate to you and then you communicate back to it yeah the other thing as well is that if you've had experiences in your life where you know where there may have been somebody in your life that's fundamentally you know uh shut you down and told you to shut up or whatever that then knocks your confidence in a domestic situation for example and then when you go out in a external you're now frightened of communicating because what happens is you're so used to being told that you well, you know what you say isn't value don't 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 say what you want to say and That's then right. what, what ends up happening is, is you then stop yourself from interacting or saying what you want or saying what you believe yeah. through fear of the other person reacting the same way as your partner might or whatever so yes so that again that's again that's an internal conversation communication where you want to communicate but you're communicating to yourself not to communicate so you know uh and that's why communication is so important and then that when you when you don't communicate something that's bothering you or upsetting you then that that suppresses you again yeah. you're now having an internal dialogue with yourself because you're frustrated with not being expressive that then squashes your energy and bam it all goes around in circles yeah absolutely um and that that's and then the you'll start making stuff up about yourself as well that's, that's right. the problem because as soon as you start doing that and you recognize that you'll start making stuff up about yourself oh i'm no good nobody listens to me no i'm i you know I, i'm not good enough i'm not clever enough i'm not smart enough i shouldn't say anything you know that's i'm right. inferior to everybody else all of that is none of that's true none of that's true that's just shit that you've made up and unfortunately, if you do make that stuff up and it feels right in the moment, you'll have that as a belief. The problem is that belief now will carry on tomorrow, next week, the week after, months after that. And, and it progressively gets worse because if you're no longer communicating or expressing your thoughts, your feelings or your point of view or whatever, uh, then that's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse over time. And then again, you start suppressing all this stuff. And that's when mental health and emotional health issues happen. And then, that, then and your life now becomes not really become robotic you just shut yourself down and you don't really have a, a nice experience of life that's what a lot of people do they are they've shut themselves down to the yeah. world so they're not expressing themselves fully yeah um i've mentioned this before i mentioned this a few uh podcasts ago uh i had a altercation with my beautiful lovely girlfriend who i know is watching who's made my, my birthday really lovely um sent me some really lovely presents because uh, she can't be with me at the moment um but a few months ago we had an altercation and i was feeling criticized and my behavior was to shut down and go inside myself so i didn't communicate in that moment 
what was actually going on. Yeah. I didn't communicate properly that I wouldn't put up with that behavior any longer. Don't say that. Don't do it like that. Uh, I just went inside myself. So then I found the behavior, switched it off, and I was able to communicate it, and then it hasn't really happened since. Yeah. So, again, if, if we can't communicate when we're upset or when we're um, not feeling good or how we're actually feeling. And the other thing is it's the way we communicate as well. Um, if we're trying to communicate. Well, that's why I said what you communicate is the response you get. That's right. But it, it's it's <clears throat> you have to communicate in a way where you're not blaming or criticizing somebody. You're just saying how you feel. You're just saying what the what you're going through rather than going, well, you did this because of that. Uh, if you're dealing with relationships. Um, but again, if you do it with a lack of confidence or you do it with insecurity or you do it through fear, if you're trying to communicate something with an negative emotion behind it, you're gonna get a negative one back. You're gonna get an easy one back, it's gonna yeah, come out wrong. Absolutely. If yeah. you try and communicate with anger, you're gonna get an easy one back. So well, that's again, it's the mirror world. It's the mirror world. That's right. So you're gonna, you need to remove the emotional response before you try and communicate. That's why I always say to everybody, never make a decision based on emotional response. Yeah. Because that decision <laughs> is a communication to the world. That's what you want. Yeah. And the, the, the and universe goes. Wrong decision. Yeah. The universe always. goes. Oh, that we want. Okay, and gives it to you, but you don't really want the thing you've asked for. Yeah. You're just doing it based on emotional response. Um, so communication with and yourself. then you regret you regret that communication That's and right. wish you hadn't done it. Yeah. And then you're too proud to go. Actually, I didn't really mean that. No. Um, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then but the problem is is now you're too proud and you're too stubborn and now you've gone and put yourself in a position where you're now doing the thing that you don't want to do because really yeah. deep down you do want to do that thing or go to that person or meet that person but now you can't because you've already said no I'm not happy because and you've commu communicated from that emotional response yeah. which isn't really true. No. Um, that's what I say to people, you know, always speak your truth. Yes. But never do it from an emotional thing. You know? no, no, don't speak your truth from a negative emotional response because yeah. you're going to get something negative back. If you speak your truth <clears> from a genuine uh, balanced perspective inside you, then you'll be absolutely fine. Uh, people will take it the right way. Yeah. Um, but uh, this is the pendulum thing because as soon as you're on a pendulum, as soon as you've had a response, you're either going to react positively, like even positive, even reaction from a positive thing. So I've actually, in my past, gone, do you know what? That's a really, really great idea. Let's do that. And gone and done it and never got the result that I wanted or never got the outcome I wanted. And I'm like, oh. And then the problem is now that goes back to the negative because now the negative now is I'm now in a negative state because the positive thing I did didn't turn out the way I wanted to. So it's always a pendulum thing. The more yeah. you push energy one way, it always goes the other way. Or if you re or something, or if you react negatively in the same way. If you, you, if you do something, you try something, it doesn't work out and you react negatively to that. It's pendulum. Um, yeah. You, you, that thing may not have been able to, meant to work out like that, meant to lead you on to something else. But yeah. we have this, that comes down to expectations. And, and outcomes. What so we we're trying to control be, the outcome. Yeah, what we think should happen and yeah. what we should, what shouldn't happen. Um, and, and we're not really, as human beings, smart enough to know that, to no. be honest. Um, we're just here for a ride. We're not here really to work out what's supposed game to happen. Of game of life. Uh, game of life, yes. Um, uh, I, never, I never really played Game uh, of Life. I think it's Florence Schiffel. I think she wrote a book in 1923 called The Game of Life. Oh, did she? Really great book. Yeah, okay. uh, it's a really great book. And um, is it Florence Florence Schniffenlimmen. I can't remember the name. Go and Google it. Uh, it's on there. Well, That's going to really YouTube. help go, them. Anyone go on YouTube. Now, type in The Game of Life by Florence Schiffel, I think it is. But it's a book in 1923, and it's really, really great. And it tells you like how how to play the game of life. And oh, okay. these people back in the early 20s really had it mastered. They knew, yeah. You know, Neville Goddard, Florence Schiffel, Joseph Murphy, another great reality creator, and how the subconscious brain works and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah interesting stuff. A lot of people in the old days were quite screwed on, you know, back going back into the... Uh, 
1920s and before that they knew yeah. before we were taught this nonsense we've been taught now yeah um they knew how to control their world and reality yeah. uh and we've just been well, brainwashed the out thing is is that you didn't have tv back then so everybody's experience of life was actually an ex a real experience of life yeah so they went out and did things and learned things and actually didn't it wasn't information no. The problem is we live in an information age where yes. we get filled up with all this information and believe it's true. Yeah. We haven't experienced it. We haven't gone out and done anything. We haven't gone out and no. lived it. But because it's on the TV screen, it must be bloody true. And because somebody's wrote it in a paper, it must be bloody true. I haven't experienced it. I don't know if it's true or not, but because it's there, it must be. And so yeah. you then start taking in all these false beliefs and false worldviews and false opinions about other people. Right. And these people now go, hang on a minute, we've got them here. Let's just write any old shit down. Let's tell them this is happening over there and they'll believe it. Yeah, that's, that's right. the problem. So back in the day, back in the early 20s, we learned about the 20s and these people were do, actually doing things and actually experiencing it and then writing about their experiences. Yeah. So Florence Schiffer, I think it was. But there's anyway, yes. loads, of, loads of great stuff. And they were the great, great minds of the time. There's a great Frasier episode, if anyone's a Frasier fan. There's a great Frasier episode, if anyone knows the character Frasier. I was more very... of a Muhammad Ali fan yourself. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. I didn't mean, was it Joseph Frasier? What was his what was the boxer name? Joe Fraser. Joe Fraser. I didn't mean Joe Fraser. I mean, a TV sitcom, Frasier. Um, the character's very stiff and um, snooty and likes opera and posh restaurants. Whereas the dad is very grounded, ex-police officer. Yeah. And they go to a log cabin in the woods. And the dad wants to go fishing, and the son, Frazier, bear in mind he's 40, he's a psychi psychiatrist, he's sitting in a log cabin reading a book about nature. Yeah. And the dad's trying to say, why don't you go and experience nature? Exactly, that's the whole and, point. And that's, that's that's the, it was a great scene yeah. to really illustrate that the, the son was trying to understand nature from a book yeah. when nature was right there yeah, next no, to him, we, and he wouldn't go every, and experience everybody's it. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. And when I've said this about you know this current problem, when you go outside, nothing that they're telling you, I'm not experiencing it, seeing it, I'm not experiencing it, I'm not knowing it. But for some reason, because it's on a screen, which I can't validate, I can't go there and find out and no. experience it, but I've got to believe it because it's on the screen. It's not in my everyday experience of life. I'm not experiencing it. No. And that's when I said, that's when I started turning the TV off because I started to realise and learn that everything I was being told wasn't my experience of life. My experience of life is my everyday experience, what I actually physically experience, what I actually see, observe, learn, do, try, trial and error learn things make mistakes fail yes. that's real that's, that's life experience of that's life, life. Yes. not what somebody else tells you what somebody else's belief system is whatever yeah. somebody their version of reality that they want to project onto you because it conforms to their agenda because the problem with that is you show me someone who believes one thing about this i'll show you someone whose reality is different about that same thing yeah uh, well, they both can't be true, but they are because it's your, it's your reality. Version of reality absolutely. It's your version. Yeah. So you can have the same two people do the same thing. They both get different experiences. Yeah. Because they've got different beliefs about it. Yeah. Um, and your beliefs do create your reality, yeah, and they exactly. drive your behaviours as well. Yeah. You know. So, so again, so your communication with with yourself, if you're if you're if you're um, communicating, there's no point going out. Blah blah blah, and all this. Well, all negative self You're going to yeah. sit and see inside, watch TV. And not go out, not experience life, not yeah. meet people. Yeah. Um, whereas if you actually go out, interact, get some sunshine, yeah. make friends, um, which I know we all do, um, but we often we don't we don't communicate how we're feeling to people. I learned a long time ago that being a therapist, that um, if, if you want to get someone to open up to you, you have to go first. You have to communicate first how you're feeling, and then they'll open up to you. Or um, they run away. <laughs> no, they don't tend to run away. No, no, unless unless well, that might be your experience. That might be your experience, but that's not no, my just experience. Just run away and make up a load of stuff. Uh, no. no, I can't because 
no, that's not my experience. No, um, but their response is about them. There's, that's me. right. Yeah, yeah no, no. Uh, no, I if I if I open up to someone and tell them how I've been feeling in my day, they're more inclined to open up and tell me how yeah, they feel I have about that, their I day. Have that as well. Um, you know, if clients come to me and they, you know, they're nervous, I will and I know roughly what it is, I might share a story uh, about how it's been similar in my life and then they're more inclined to open up and tell me. Yeah. Um because I, that is good communication. Yeah, You're well, actually I, sharing something with that but and that's <laughs> one of the things we don't do. We're all so scared of each other and we're all very frightened of being vulnerable. That we don't actually communicate to other people how we're thinking or feeling. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you should go up to a random stranger and go, oh my God, I can't deal with life anymore. That won't work. But friends, and you know, when someone actually asks how you are, uh, if they actually genuinely want to know, because some people don't, when someone goes, how are you? They don't, they don't actually, really want to know. They don't really want to know. They don't want to hear your answer. Uh, no, that's right. But you could actually give What a great way to piss people off. That's they come and ask yeah, you and yeah. go, well, I'll yeah. tell you what, right? Yeah. And then 10 minutes of pouring out a real bad negative story. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what did I ask? I wish I never asked. I wish I never yeah, asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, but no, if you've actually got friends and someone says how you are, just, just tell them how you are. You don't have to go into detail about it, but just communicate what you're feeling. Yeah. Because chances are that person... It's probably going to do something similar has done, yeah. and and it actually brings people together. The problem is, is that we're so hardwired into thinking we need to be a hundred percent right and everything's brilliant. And me and my husband, we're getting on great, and the kids are great, and I'm getting promoted, and everything's amazing. And look at me, everybody, everything's great. When really, all of that's bollocks, right? It's not really going on. But all right, you don't have to go and tell the in-depth things, but you can't really form a proper relationship with someone if they're lying to you because no. your perception of it is well okay, that's really really great now the communication changes because you're now have got a false communication yeah. you've actually got a false communication yeah well i'm saying yeah, it's not great at the moment could be better oh really i don't want to go into too much detail oh okay mate well never mind rather go oh that's fantastic then yeah it's just all you know it's a projection the whole projection thing because it's perception projection as well communication and that that's uh, you know i made this mistake when i was younger i was i remember i was dating a girl and i'm still friends with her now today and i she would ask me how my day was now she was my girlfriend she actually wanted to know and i was go, yeah it was all right but that that was a breakdown in communication because there was nothing there's no connection yeah, between us. We're, and we're so frightened of being authentic. Yeah, we're so frightened of being vulnerable, being authentic. And I, do you know what? Since so I started being vulnerable and authentic, yeah, more people have run away. More people have run <laughs> away. Yeah. No, I've got so much closer friends. Yeah. I connect with people at a much, much deeper level. Yeah. Uh, they're willing to connect, communicate with me, which allows me to be able to help them when, when they probably don't think I can. Yeah. And uh, the people that I have in my life are so freaking awesome now. Where before, where I was to pretend that, they're all i attracted nothing but fake people yeah. so i was being fake myself that's right now i'm being authentic i've got loads of, i mean the people i have in my life now are just honestly they're amazing and that's because i'm coming from a place of authenticity i'm you know i'm willing to say do you know what i'm not really great i'm not TikTok at the moment i've had a i've opened something up i'm working on a little issue and it's just bringing me down a little bit or not getting you know i'm not very busy at the moment but you know could do with more clients but i'll just tell the truth and speak the truth because that person knows where you're at and then they can say oh actually i can help you with that mm. But if you're not being open and authentic, mm. but we're so worried about other people's perception of us not being in, being tip top, immaculate, perfect all the and time. And worried about and people liking us or not liking and like us. And us or not liking uh, us. Oh, us. We, we don't want to say anything because really they might not sad. like what we say. Yeah, it's really Who sad. Who gives a fuck? I mean, if they don't like it, tough. Yeah. It's not, it, I mean, obviously you say it in the right way, but 
But ultimately, if they don't like you, I mean, that's fine. I mean, let them go. Leave them alone. I mean, that's not going to uh, – it's no skin off your nose. You'll find people who do – What a lot of my clients, they try and mould themselves to a group of people who they don't fit in with. Yeah. I've had a lot of clients do that. They try and fit in with people they have no nothing in common with, they don't connect with, but they just think – they should be a part of that group, and then that's oppressive. And then ego can't... thing, though, isn't it? It's all about how being seen and yeah, being. A, being just... I want everyone to think oh, I'm this type of person. Well, why are you trying to make somebody think you're that type of person when you're not that not. person? It's when like... you could go out and find other people who are <laughs> like you, you and attract people like that to you. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. It's 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 a fascinating I can thing say watching that one people from do experience, it. Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, we've all been there. I mean, yeah. it's not. We're not saying me and Steve haven't done it. We have. We've done. We've done yeah, it done in, in different ways. And until I learned. Until, until I learned, learned. Until I understood that all of this stuff that I was doing was wrong and not working for me. Yeah. And I was able to change that. Now everything works for me. Yeah. Really simple adjustment. Yeah. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. Be honest. Yeah. Be authentic. Tell the truth. And, and Stop trying to pretend to be someone you're not. Yeah. Stop lying to everybody. It, it's uh, it, it when Stop I taking am... your clothes off and running around in public. That's uh, <laughs> I'm like running the high street. I like doing it didn't that. Didn't really work, but uh, did it not? I stopped doing that now. Are you sure? Yeah. I heard rave reviews about <laughs> that. Yeah, I've, uh, <laughs> a streaker. That yeah, that that video's floating around <laughs> on YouTube <laughs> somewhere. I'll tell you. Um, yeah, must yeah. have scared a few sheep. That yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, we're talking about the general public. We're oh, talking about no, no, sheep. Could be both. Really. Well, it could, could be both. Could be both. Moment. Yeah, it could uh, be both. But, oh, um, I didn't mean that video got out. No, do you not? No. Um, no, but that, that I haven't even seen it myself. Have so you not? No. That was a good one. Is I it? really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was difficult to hold steady one hand, but I enjoyed it. Uh, but um, <laughs> you, you, you uh, the communication you you. And that, that's that's another good point, right? So jokes, humor, humor is a form of communication. Yeah. You know, uh, I used to be an entertainer. So I used to have to... Hence the word used to be. used to be entertainer. <laughs> uh, I used to be a magician, for those of you who don't know. Uh, and part of that job was actually making people laugh. Uh, now, before anyone goes, really? No, I did make people laugh. Um, you just you lost that anything, skill. I lost, yeah, the skill's been drowned out of me yeah. from now on. So um, he does it to you, doesn't it? was hysterics <laughs> the last time after that comment about the chair. You can, you're not one at all. Shut up. Um, so... Uh, but what I would do is I'd have to change my communication with people I was around. I'd have to be a bit of a chameleon because some audience you could tell some jokes to and some audience you tell other jokes to. Yeah. So you have to be a bit of a chameleon with your communication. And you need to be aware of that um, and change your communication based on who you're talking to. And and that's not about suppressing you or suppressing how you feel. That's about recognising who you can communicate with in certain ways and who you can't so those debbie does dallas jokes didn't go down they the didn't seven go down. Old party no they didn't no, like, no 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 i no. can see what you mean no. uh well they went down with the dads yeah, just not the kids do. um so now um so now a joke like that will offend some people we don't really care um no they're but being offended is a response about you it is yeah if you're offended by something then you're just you've made it That's personal your about issue. you've made it personal about you, <laughs> yeah. and we all get offended by certain things, but we are just making it about us. Yeah. Um. So what I'm saying is that you know sometimes you have to be a bit of a chameleon with your communication. You know, there's certain things I would say to my mum that I wouldn't say to my girlfriend naturally. Mm. Um. There are certain things that I would say to um. You know, uh, you that I, I might not say to my mum or, or a family member. You know, there are yeah. certain things I wouldn't express. But that's not about suppressing. That's just learning what you can and can't say to someone. And that's about also about having boundaries. Though, that's about having boundaries, yeah. Boundaries. Because we know someone who has no boundaries and just says, yeah. tells everyone everything yeah, um, well, we and has no boundaries with anybody. Yeah. 
And we're, that's not necessarily good. No, it wasn't. I mean, we've been out to a few restaurants and then they come out and I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? It's just so embarrassing. Yeah. So you have to be, you have to be, I mean, it's being authentic, but there's also being authentic. Yeah. And there's an element of being authentic and knowing where and where you can't, what authenticity is, you know, yeah. it's the right place and the right time. I get that. You can't be 100% authentic all the time, but, you know, like I said there's the right place and the right time and there's boundaries, like you said, uh, like with your mum and me. Yeah, example. exactly. Yeah. So, I, I want to uh, <clears throat> finish on a positive communication thing because I, I, I want you to watch people's communication. So um, people's communication are very, very funny. Yeah. Um, now, I, communication, I, I see it all the time. I, I yeah. see it all the time. I just watch people and see how they act and their body language and, you know, they it, just run away and get nervous and do this stuff. And they do all this stuff. Yeah. And people reveal how they're actually feeling by their own body language. Yeah. And they reveal their own conflicts. So I'll give you a really quick example of this. It was very funny. Um, it better uh, be. Hey, it better be funny. It may be funny. It just it was, told him it, it, it wasn't hysterically funny. Don't get excited, folks. Oh. I mean, um, but no, I had a client come to me a few years back now, and he had elbow. He had tennis elbow. And he'd been to everybody about yeah. tennis elbow. He, he, he'd been to this really amazing spiritual healer, couldn't fix it. And so I got him to talk about different conflicts. I said, well, you know, who do you want to elbow out of your life? And he had about four conflicts that he was yeah. talking about. One was uh, government and money. One was work. One was a girlfriend. And one was something else. And as he talked about them, the first three conflicts, his arm was perfect. He was his right arm. His arm was perfect. still did nothing. And as he talked about his girlfriend, he went, oh, I'm going to talk about my girlfriend. And he literally moved his arm right across his body. And so I went, yeah. I didn't point it out. So I went, oh, that's it. In my head, I'm like, that's interesting. So I got him to talk about the other things again. And again, arm oh, still. I said, so now go back to your girlfriend. He went, oh, my girlfriend. He did it again. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So, so when you're having conversations with people, look at the way they're moving. You know, even it's just like tapping their foot. Yeah. The pay attention to everything because if they're if they're becoming animated, I mean, I'm becoming animated now because I'm passionate. I'm talking about what yeah, I'm talking it's about. Different. Uh, so there has to be context to it. But if someone's, uh, I was with another client. She was in the garden, and um, she's an old client, and uh, she's lovely. Healed low things, but she was saying to me that uh, she had this problem, but she'd resolved the problem. Now, this, so everybody this, says that, this, right? But this is everybody even funnier. Says that, oh, I've dealt with it, she, moved on. No, yeah. I, 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 it's but all this, gone. I've moved on from that. But, anyway, this, this, but this was funny because she <laughs> sat back in the chair and every conversation we had, she was chilled and relaxed. Yeah. And as soon as she came on to this about having resolved the issue, so I've got this problem and I completely resolved it. And she moved <laughs> forwards and got really animated. And then she sat back and calmed again. I was like, well, you've not really resolved that, have you? I did point it out to her. She's the yeah. person I could. And I said, well, you clearly haven't because you got really animated and you shifted your energy forwards. So when you're watching people, you're talking to people, pay attention to what they're communicating through their body. Because if you can spot it in others, you'll start spotting it in yourself. Yeah. And it well, is sort of very fun. funny to it's watch. True. There was a, I was a little few months back and I was speaking to this girl and I said, and she was chatting to me, asking me a few questions. And I said, oh, I'm just helping people. And then I said, what about you? Yeah because i know this person doesn't really doesn't you know doesn't want to go there and and then she basically she said something and then as she was saying oh well, well i'm all right and then just moved left me out of the conversation and just run, like literally run away from it because yeah that was like running away from the fact that there's yeah. issues that need to be resolved i don't want to go there and instead of saying no actually i'm all right it was like uh and then just sort of got out of my out of my out of 
the conversation. She just moved and ran away from it. I'm like, well, okay, you obviously want to run away from your problems, and yeah. that's generally what happens. So when you you know ask a specific question about a specific thing, if they sort of don't like it and they'll run away, it's because they want to run away from it. They don't actually really want to face it. And, no. and I see that I see that quite a few people. Or when I have clients that come here, now they start getting uncomfortable about that's stuff right, like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, yeah, asking the question, like, oh yeah, and and they start yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, but, they, but no, but I've dealt with that and moved on. Yeah. Of course you have, yeah. Of course you have, yeah. You, you like to, but yeah. the problem is you're not aware of it. When you're doing it yourself, you're not aware of your own movements. But if you start spotting other people, you yeah. can become aware of them in yourself. And you can learn to um, uh, recognise that and recognise the behaviour, and then you can start changing it. Yeah. Because they are clues to what's going on with your internal dialogue, which is yeah. the most – your internal dialogue, as you said, is the most important thing. And these body movements give us a clue – to what's going on in our internal Absolutely, world. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and it can be something as simple as a, a little movement or a little shoulder nudge or, yeah. uh, you know, a twitch. Is that why I've been doing that one? That's why we've been doing that <laughs> one. That's that right, one. yeah. Sorry, talking about John. Uh... Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's more one to punch me, isn't it? That's more like... I'm trying to give me the elbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but no, that's a very uh, fun thing to watch in people. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you can watch it in, in anyone you're having a conversation with, especially parents or friends or colleagues. We all do it, and it's just completely unconscious. Yeah, it is. Okay, well, so uh, we'll, we'll uh, should we finish on communication there and go on to the uh, what happened on this day? Go on then. Or do you want to carry on it. talking about communication? No, I think we've covered everything. The only thing, other thing I would say is that if you are um, – one thing that, that we do communicate with, and I learned this when I was doing EFT – uh, so EFT emotional is tapping. Uh, so when I was doing tapping with people, we actually communicate through our eyes more than anything. So the one thing I learned with tapping, we are very expressive through our eyes, and our eyes give us away every single time. Whether we're lying, whether we're nervous, whether we're so even if our body's really still, our eyes continuously give us away, and that is a big. If you're trying to communicate with someone or you're 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 not sure if they're what they're saying is correct then look at their eyes and see where their eyes are going yeah because they're we're very expressive to our eyes and again if your internal dialogue doesn't match what you're saying you're going to reveal, reveal that through your eyes or your yeah, body language time, yeah. so and a lot of people do that all the time their internal dialogue does dial dialect their entire dialect uh, the, their tunnel dialogue, 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 your, the way you communicate with yourself and others absolutely important yeah. and uh, once you can learn that and spot that and then change your behaviors around that your communication will get better yeah. and the point of this is to make your communication better your life will get better Correct. when you communicate better all areas of life will get better but i will say different areas are different types of communication yeah. so just because you you resolve communication with your boss does not mean you resolve communication with your partner yeah they are completely different and, and i think and the, they all run different beliefs the thing is this is such a massive topic that to cover yeah. it all in 30 minutes is we've it's just tried a little to bit bullet too big. we may break down different let different, yeah. different areas of communication, different areas of communication especially relationships or um or uh you know special relationships special what, what did i say <laughs> special relationships i thought i said i can't remember but intimate relations especially relationships or talking with your boss or expressing you know how you or feel. even how, like another one is how you communicate with yourself and, and self-talk yeah know? Uh, you know, and ways to change that, how to change your self-talk as well yeah. would be you could, so, i mean some people have arguments to make up have arguments with people 
that they know in their head, even yeah, though it's yeah. not even real. I've yeah. done a post about a week and a half ago saying the 12 types of things that you need to be aware of to realise that you've actually got some mental health issues because yeah. we normalise them. One of them was you make up shit and believe the shit you make up because yeah. everybody's doing that. The second one is, is you're having imaginary arguments with people in your head. Yeah. And you go, oh, when I see him, I'm going to do that. And he's going to say this and I'm going to say that. And he's going to say this and, or she's going to say this and she's going to say that. And then when you see him, you go, oh, hello. Yeah, and you're having all these arguments in your head, yes, yeah, right. And never, so I mean, they no. were just two of the things. Two of there was 11 that I posted negative self talk, just all the stuff that we know. But I did 11, 11 behaviors that you really need to, if you're doing those things, you know, reasons and excuses, yeah, having imaginary arguments with people in your head. Um, they're all they're all serious mental health issues that you've got that you really should be getting resolved to come and see us to switch off what's causing that uh, but most of us guys most of us normalize all that stuff and the other problem is is knowing that you're doing maybe one to six of those things and they're not doing anything to change it go oh yeah i do them <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Look, i do that and i do yeah. that one. Yeah. Oh my god i do that one as well hey look what about you what about you karen do you do, you do yeah, that right. one do you know what i mean and then people make a laugh and joke about the fact that they've got to these really bad issues now yeah. Well, it's all right. It's people, okay. People think it's normal. It's like, they think they, right. people do think it's normal. They they really do believe it's a normal way to behave. I know uh, because that's the way society. That's society does it all the time. Yeah. Society can. I mean, the way we communicate on uh, with through social media is another form of crap communication. Yeah. It's not a form of communication anymore. It was started out that way. Yeah. It's a way to communicate and share information. Yeah. And this is what become, I do. Yeah. And it's become a dreadful way to communicate. It doesn't help no, you communicate it's at all. It's become a victim book for it's most a, people. Yeah, it's just oh, a way to, it's a I've way had to a complain. really bad day. Can you all like me and send me love? I'm like, really? really? You yeah. need to go and switch off the thing that's causing you to want to even post that in the first place. Yeah. Do you if know you're posting I mean? that, seriously, uh, stop it. Yeah, um, I see so much of it. Or posting how wonderful your life is. So if you are <laughs> out there posting right now how wonderful your life is, you're not living life. You're posting about it. Yeah. Or, That's not the same thing. Can you not see that? Or, or projecting it is because yeah. actually it's not. It, no, you want everybody to think it yeah. is, but it's not. Yeah. If yeah. you are if you're constantly posting all the wonderful yeah. things you're doing, chances are you're not. Oh, doing there's the me, and Dave. Oh, we're really happy. And then yeah. we off the picture, they're like, I'm making eight you care. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you doing it? Why would you oh, why do you want to put it? Anyway. That's yeah. another topic, and that's another thing. Another we don't topic. want to beat no, everyone no, up too much. No, 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 we've done that. Expose too many people's weaknesses. Still having trouble with the communication, but they're like, oh, can't. I know, yeah. So, don't get me wrong, me and Steve have our own faults and our own flaws, and we still work on those consistently. Yeah. And we're often coming from our own experiences in life. Well, that's how what we know we've been stuff, through. That's yeah. how we know. So we're not really having a go. We're just trying to point out in a fun way yeah. that this is what people do and their behaviour. Our, our behaviour, and I include me and Steve in that as well, our behaviour as human beings is insane. Yeah, it, it is, is yeah. mental some of the things that we do yeah. and we're just trying and to show you and normalize yeah. and we're just trying to show you that when we become aware of it we get rid of it and we feel yeah. more peaceful and calm yeah and things here and so do all of our thing. clients and so do all our clients as well yeah. yes um and i've, on, tried, I've done enough video I yeah, enough no, videos to do on that reality one i treated a client the other day and she was really really stuck and struggling and she's kept herself alone her whole life completely kept herself alone her whole life doesn't really get on with family doesn't get on with a brother nothing and i she finally made a decision to get to clear it and get better. Switched it off. Literally the next day, out of the blue, her brother called her and said, "You know I love you, and I do. I'll be there for you anytime you need me, don't you?" Oh, wow. He'd never done it in his yeah. entire life. Yeah. And bear in mind, you know, my client's in her forties now. Yeah. 
And, and there's she, a great example of what your belief is creating your reality. Exactly. As soon as you change it in there, the outside world, the mirror world will reflect it. Exactly. Perfect it, example. Yeah. People really don't get that. No, it's, they really it's a tough don't concept understand. To yeah, but if you can, I've been studying really it for years and I've spent a lot of time learning about how mm. this realm, this place that we live in, and the natural laws. And, and you know, you've got to go and you have, I mean, there's some really great people out there, and if you find the right people, they give you the the key to yeah. to it. So you know, okay, right. right. So let's move on. This guy on, on this day, it was Jonathan's birthday, and yeah. that's uh, it. Okay, and then next week on the on the this, Inside this Out effects, yeah. uh, and it's good night for me. It's good night for him. Yes, yeah. Good night. So on this day, no. um, on this day, yes. So, so I'm going to say this. It's really interesting stuff, mate. Actually, go on. Then. It's really, really interesting. Well, I was born on an interesting day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So okay. So so I start. Well, unless you want to On this day in 1977, uh, Jonathan Shaw, the bearded therapist, was born. The bearded therapist. Yeah, the bearded, the bearded therapist. Okay, yeah. right, okay. okay so, uh, in, so I'm going to start in 1386. So it's a bit of a, probably the well, oldest that, on this yeah, day. The, yeah, the Treaty of Windsor was uh, formed between Portugal and England. It's the oldest diplomatic treaty or alliance that's still in force today. Wow. Oh, so, what does that mean? Well, it basically means that that there's an alliance between the two so um so anything to do with war and uh trade and etc because right. the portuguese were very big in india as well with the the whole uh the the spices trades and right. stuff oh, okay. and obviously england were there at the time and that's what gara is is for the portuguese side but anyway that's another thing um okay. so yeah so the uh the 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 uh treaty was ratified by uh, uh it's called the treaty of windsor it's the oldest peace treaty in europe and it was finalized it was actually finalized through the marriage of king john the first of portugal to philippa of lancaster Right. Okay. And uh, it was the guarantee to support mutual understanding between the countries, uh, which has survived centuries of upheaval and the conflict of the Iberian Peninsula and the engagement of both parties in numerous wars. Uh, this historic relationship was cemented back in 1386 and is preserved to this very day. Wow. So there you go. So got That's us. interesting. Yeah. So we got this uh, bond with Portugal. Okay, that's cool. Good. Yeah, so in 1788, the British Parliament accepts the abolition of the slave trade, also known as the Dolbans Act. So on this day, okay, the Parliament decided they, they, to they abolished slavery. Did they? Abolished, well, they Are abolished, we sure? Yeah. Are we sure yes. they did that? They accepted the abolition of it. Oh, they accepted the abolition yeah. of it. I don't think they really abolished. They accepted. Ah, okay, got it. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was that. That was in uh, 1788. But it might need to remind the government they did that. Because I, well, don't think they've, they've, I don't think they've got it. I think they've reframed the slave trade. And you, you, I think they yeah, have quite a big way. I think they've reframed it to like everybody. Everybody's, now. Now, everybody's now, a now a slave. Everybody's now a slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And people yeah. don't realise that they are. No, they have no idea. No all. idea that no, they no, are. No, no, no. no. All, anyway, yeah. carry on. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. No, we're free. And we're democratic. And we vote for our... Yeah. Really? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the American elections. And just like all the... And the British elections. And the British elections. They're all totally fair and above board. Oh, doubly foldable. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. No, yeah, it's the um, illusion of choice. It's, yes, illusion. No, I know. It's like they're, they're like magicians. Magicians give a false choice. If you are if a magician, Absolutely. asks you to pick a card. You're not picking a card. A free choice. You're being forced that the politicians do the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. You're just under the illusion that we've all well, we've all voted for that. So whatever they do, we just have to accept it because we that, voted for it. That's and they're right. Just laughing at it. So, yeah, exactly. And so, making money. And making money. Yeah. Anyway, so in 18, 1865, President Andrew Johnson issues a proclamation declaring. The uh, armed resistance in the south of the South of America was at an end, and it pretty much on this day ended the American Civil War. 
On oh, wow. Okay, wow. Pretty much. I America. was born on a special day. You was, yeah. Yeah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. I, so the American Civil War theoretically ended on this day. Andrew Johnson. President Andrew Johnson, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Great. Yes. So I found this one quite interesting, actually, yeah. because of the time frame and, uh, you know, the, the, the of when it happened. But in 1904 on this day, right, on, on this, this day, day, on this day, yeah. uh, the steam locomotive, City of Truro becomes the first steam engine to exceed 100 miles an hour. 1904. In 1904, it exceeded 100 yep. miles an hour. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's impressive. It is impressive. Is impressive. I, I found that because, you know, you know the Flying Scotsman, which was like 30-odd years later. But um, So it was, a, it was a, I'll give you a little bit. It was a GWR 3700-class locomotive. It was built in 1903 for the Great Western Railway in Swindon. It was designed okay. by George Jackson Churchwood. And it was partially rebuilt in 9, 1911 and 1915 because obviously the engines were under so much pressure because of the same things would, you know, get damaged and they would upgrade it. Uh, and it was renumbered 3717 in 1912, although no second timekeeper was present. And therefore, the fact that it did go over 100 miles an hour has always been disputed. But right. it was almost exactly 30 years before the Scotsman hit 100 miles an hour. Right. Uh, the city of Churro said to have notched up the speed of 102.3 miles per hour as it steamed past Whitehall Bank in Somerset on its way to London in 1904. Oh, okay. Interesting stuff. Yeah, I thought that came much yeah, later. Yeah, you're yawning. I'm yawning. Yeah. I had a late night, folks. I just, sure, uh, you yeah. sure it's not on this day. It's, on, it's on this day that's doing it. Yeah, on this day. It's on this day. I'm tired. I'm not really a, a, a train spotter, mate, but yeah. thanks for the information. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. No, it's not that, no. In 30 years' time, on this day, some will say, on this day, on the inside out effect, yeah. Jonathan Shaw yawned that something Stephen Jones was talking about. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. We'll, we'll Not for the first not, time. No. Uh, right, so in 1932, <laughs> in 1932, Piccadilly Circus was first lit by electricity, like completely the whole thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. but the first illuminated sign in Piccadilly Circus was by, it was in 1908, and it was erected uh, to for the attractions of Perrier and Bovril. Perrier de Water. Perrier de Water and <coughs> Bovril. They were the first two signs to be lit by electric in 1908. Yeah, those but in 1932, the whole thing was the first time the whole place was lit up in electricity. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Good. Excellent. On this day in 1941, British intelligence at Bletchley Park. You know right. what Bletchley Park's famous for? I've heard Bletchley Park. I can't remember now. I've heard of it. Yeah. Well, it's where they, uh, the Enigma machine. And, the, oh. and they, the, the guys in Bletchley Park broke these spy codes after capturing the Enigma machines, which was aboard a weather ship called the Munchen. Although the breakthrough... The Munchen. Yeah, the Munchen. That's a great... The Munchen. The Munchen. The Munchen. I love yeah. that. The Munchen. Munchen, yes. yeah. A breakthrough came in 1941. However, when the German trawler Krebs, it's called Krebs, was captured off Norway, uh, complete with two Enigma machines. Right. And uh, the Germans are for, armed forces believe that the Enigma machines were encrypted communications. Funny enough, talking about communications. Yeah. And uh, they were impenetrable and couldn't be broken, but thousands of code breakers were all in these wooden huts at Bletchley Park and was able to decipher the codes. And therefore, once they deciphered the codes, I was able to uh, understand what the German moves were in the Second World War. But it was oh, on this day that they actually broke the, 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 oh. the code. Okay, cool. That is yeah. 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 So I'm always up for a first in New York. Yeah. Right. So the first I'm not in, up first in New York I'm as well. That's probably York. a different thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So 1944, the first eye bank opens in New York. Eye bank? <laughs> what? For eyes? <laughs> for eyes, yeah. I didn't know there was a bank for eyes. Sorry. Do you imagine I go, uh, can you stick that in there, please? Exactly, uh, yeah. What do you do? Just stamp it. Just take it out and put it. What? Yeah, no, seriously. The first eye bank uh, opened in New York in 1944. 
And the iBank was for site restoration in the world's first iBank. It was established oh, right. in 1944. It's a private non-for-profit organisation, but it was devoted to restoring site through eye donations. Right, gotcha. And uh, cornea transplants. Yeah. As well as providing ocular tissue for research into treatment for other eye diseases. Ah, so the very first eye bank opened in New York. Gotcha. Interesting. Yes, yes. I never knew there was an eye bank. That was actually the fascinating no, one. That, there's an iPhone. There is an iPhone. Like, yeah. Not an eye bank. No. It's Apple's first product, the eye bank. The eye bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're probably going to bring that out now. They'll probably hear that. And go, that's yeah, a really that's good idea. We could do that. Let me think of that. Yeah, exactly. Launch it in New York. Uh, great. So, 1958, Vertigo. Remember the film Vertigo? I do. The I Alfred Hitchcock I noir psychological thriller. Yes. Uh, which was directed by Alfred Hitchcock, uh, starring Jimmy Stewart and Kim Novak. It uh, was released on this day. You're yawning again. I am. I know. Is this really boring? You? No, it's fine. Am I boring? Carry you? on. Is it my well, Is it my communication? That's well, you know, why break habit of a lifetime? Well, why not? Um, so, uh, no, carry on. I am listening. I'm, I'm starting to get feel like I might sound like a brummy. You know what I mean? Brummy? Yeah, because yeah, they're like very boring, aren't they? Very boring. Very, yeah. Really boring. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, that was released on this day. Oh, James, that was released James, on this James day. Stewart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, Vertigo, this film. never saw the movie, and but I know of it, obviously. Yeah, and no, it's a great film, and obviously with James Stewart in there. It was Wonderful Life. is another great movie as well. Yeah. But in 1980, uh, the same day as, yeah. uh, you know, well, how many years was that? 30, no, 22 years later, Friday the 13th was released. Oh, okay. Which was uh, released in US cinemas on this day. Yeah. Uh, and it had Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laura Bartram, Mark Nelson, Jeannie Taylor, and Kevin Bacon. And its plot was to follow a load of teenage uh, camp counselors who were murdered one by one. Do you remember who the, who the murderer was? Uh, Do you remember who it was? Friday Was it Mrs. Bates? Was no. It mother? No, what? that's Psycho. Oh, a Psycho. I don't know. I don't know. It was Jason. Movies. It was Jason. J- Jason Voorhees. Jason. I should know this because my favourite movie is Scream and they do a whole quiz in Scream. So I should great. know that. Yeah, great. And you um, didn't know I that. I didn't know that. No, I'm not a horror movie person. I'm not a, I, I don't, I, I like Scream, but I don't like the other ones really. So, yeah, great. So, in yeah, 19, carry on. so 1960, the US was the first country to legalise birth control pill. Uh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, there's a few people that were born that, you know, I'd like to have not seen here in the nicest way possible. I can think of a couple in Parliament, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. Uh, In 1971, Elizabeth Bonner runs the first world record marathon. Ah, okay. Three hours and one minute. And this one I found just amusing, so I chucked it in here. In 1971, Friends of the Earth returned 1,500 non-returnable bottles to sweats. Okay. Great. Brilliant. <laughs> That's sensible, it's isn't really it? Great. That's really yeah, sensible. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, don't do don't it do again. again. Yeah. We're on to you. <laughs> As it's pummeling out 1,500 bottles a minute. Yeah, exactly. What a waste of time that yeah. was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon all those people, it took them seven weeks to collect all those bottles, you know? Yeah, probably. They were yeah. like, oh, thanks for that. Shit, give them a clean. Yeah, and yeah. Put them in, Come back out again. Fill them back up with tonic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> people are mad when they get an idea. They're completely mad when they get ideas in their head. I know, yeah. Trying to save the planet. And to top it off... Uh, which is not the greatest one, but Boris Johnson resigned as London Mayor in 2016. Did he? Yeah. Wow. And uh, was succeeded by Sadiq Khan, who's, yeah, done, who's a done a fucking, fucking brilliant job. job. And apparently he's just been re-elected again. Oh, you are kidding no, me. he got re-elected again yesterday. Wow. Obviously. Did he, did he use a Dominion machine? I reckon he Or did. was it a Smartmatic how, one? So what if was it? you don't it? think that our elections are corrupt as hell, yeah, then just, prove that Sadiq, Sadiq Khan's just been re-elected. Serious, Sadiq Khan, who's completely really? destroyed London. Yeah. Everyone's gone, yeah, thanks, Sadiq. We're yeah. all voting for you again. Exactly, really? yeah. Do you really think Honestly, London's have done that? I don't think they have. I think we the machines are completely wake, corrupt. Wake the hell uh, up. 
which is about to get uh, which is about to get revealed in America, by the way, in case you're paying attention. Yeah, um, not but, if you're watching the news, you're going to get a completely loud. No, don't watch bullshit. me, be safe. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway. So okay, that was there all night on the days. Good, Some excellent. Really good, yes. interesting stuff there. Yeah, I like the good. one about the trains. You like that one? Yeah, because one. Well, yeah, because um, I take my son when well when I used to see my son. Yeah, so seventeen months now since yeah. I him. But when I used to have my son, I used to go and get him from Ireland. We used to go. I used to spend hours, hours and hours on steam trains, mm. take to all the steam trains, and I used to sit. But there was one. There was one. There's one at Onga. Onga Epping, and uh, I can't tell you, we, I sat going from Onga to Epping and Epping to Onga for eight hours just so he could stay on the train. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, it was great. He yeah. loved them. Yeah. He absolutely loved them. Yeah. So, like, and he knows about everything about steam trains, how the engines work, and he's, it was fascinating. And now he's moved on to ships. So, we've been with the Titanic and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's now, yeah. now he knows how all the ships work. Yeah. He's great. I miss him so much. I can't wait to see him. 17 months not seeing you at the sun. Yeah, but hard, isn't it? Cheers, Boris. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Well done, Boris. Thanks for believing all the nonsense. Yeah, and exactly. everything Yeah, locking everything down. Well done. Yeah, all that great. bollocks. All that Complete load of nonsense. Yeah. And, uh, see, that's what happens when people's behaviours. They don't really realise what effect it has on other people. No, no, no. That's so right, yeah. anyway, yeah. great. So let's move on to. It sounds like a victim now, don't I? They sound a victim. You are complaining. Poor and me. Sound like a victim. Poor me. Yeah, but seventeen months is a long no, time. No, that's a long time to be away from your family. Yeah, from your son. And we've a lot of people experience that as well. I've been away from for no reason whatsoever. By the way, folks, you've been away from your family for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, and yes, people have died, but not from a virus. Yes. Okay. Um, I know. But anyway, yes, carry on. So anyway, so we're going on to some famous birthdays. I'll go on. On this birthdays. day in 1977. Yes. Jonathan Shaw, the uh, yeah, exactly. no. Yeah. So on I, I was born. <laughs> so we don't need to do any more. That's it. Okay, I'm, the most, I'm the only person you need to uh, mention. That's it for this famous birthdays this yes. week. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, so 1873, and again another old one. Uh, but Howard Carter. Who it was Howard Carter? Never heard of him. No, he was the British archaeologist that discovered Tutankhamun's tomb. Wow. So he was the one that uh, discovered all Tutankhamun's in Egypt, obviously. Uh, really? Egypt. Yeah, funny. He was sure on holiday. No, found Morocco. It in, found uh, it in yeah. Eastern Germany no, no, somewhere. It was his, he was born, to, he he was born, born on this day, the okay. famous uh, Howard Carter. Okay, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. cool. And, uh, I wonder if another archaeologist has ever dug up an archaeologist. Just out of irony's sake, I thought it'd be quite mm. amusing. That would anyway, be, yeah, that would be a bit like getting a private investigator to follow a private investigator. That would be exactly the same thing. And pay the other it? private investigator yeah, to follow that private investigator. Exactly the same and thing. just stand back and watch and see what comes up. That'd yeah, exactly. Really interesting. That'd be funny as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, carry on. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. If I had the money, yeah. Spare, I'll, I'll do that for a You do that, would you? Yeah, just get yeah. two private, private investigators to follow each other. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Really yeah. Great, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would be quite funny. I know. Do that. I, to... I know a private investigator. Yeah. yeah, I know someone. I have to find one more. It would be brilliant. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, carry on. Save up the money to do that. Yeah. In 18, 18, 1936, the famous Glenda Jackson, the English actress, yes. politician, was born. Okay. Uh, she was born on this day in 1936. Oh, okay. Very good. Yes. Uh, in 1949, this is probably better than your birthday. Really? Yeah. No, Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Yeah, the wow. American songwriter. Oh, Billy Joel was good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uptown Girl and Piano Man and yeah. Captain Jack. But he was born on this day in New York in 1949. Is and, Billy Joel uh, still alive? I don't know. I think so. I think he is. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. I hope so. 49. He's younger than my dad. Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course he is. He moans a lot, but he's still here. Uh, what, Billy Joel? How do you know? <laughs> How do you know Billy Joel moans a lot? Oh, well, what? Do you talk to him a lot? What's going on? I don't really. No, okay. Carry on. Energetically. Energetically yeah. you talk to him. That's yeah. your communication, against it's it? It's a communication, yeah. 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 So in 1950, the TV actor Matthew Kelly was born. Okay, Not yes. that it's really interesting, but no, there weren't really many famous people after that, but Matthew no. Kelly. 
Okay, brilliant. So he was best mate for Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. On one hand, he was a good actor, but on the other hand, he was very much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was. There's a dirty joke in that. Yeah. I'm not keep it clean. No, don't go it clean. There might be children watching. Yeah, yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I think that is time to wrap up. Time to wrap up for tonight. Another yep. hour and a half show. Um, if you've been mad enough to stay here and listen, we thank you very, very much indeed. Yes, and thank you for all your nice comments. If you know anyone uh, who would benefit from listening to what we said, then um, please share it, like it. Uh, and if you know anyone struggling in pain, then please, you know, uh, pass this on because obviously I wear pain all the time. It's so sad seeing people in pain. They don't need to be. Um, and uh, anyone same suffering, for and same for mental and emotional health. You yeah. know, if you know anyone, you know, just something in this might might just um, uh, be just the thing that makes people realise someone realise what they're doing and, yeah. and go and get help. Yeah, and the thing um, is, is what we do actually works pretty much instantaneously in most cases. There's a lot of things happen, you know, very very quickly. Some take a little bit longer. Some take a little bit of time. Some yes. take a bit of time, but generally, you know, something that you've had for twenty years can, like I had today, can be gone in it can be gone in one go. Yeah, and that's you know that's that woman's had that for 20 years and yeah, uh, it's got right. there now. So, you know, don't, don't hold on to your stuff unnecessarily or think you're weak or, you know, or be ashamed of it because actually the only person that's suffering is you that's and right, you're doing yeah. that to yourself. So, yeah. And it just seems a, a bit sad to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Right. Uh, okay. All right, okay. Right. So it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a fortnight's time on the Inside Outfit podcast. We thank you for joining us. Um, and if you want to reach out to John, please reach out to him on the DTOSystem.com. If you want to reach out to me, go to healingthemind.co.uk. Keep an eye out for the post that I'm going to do on reality creation and uh, the pendulums of Redeem Zealand and yep. this newsletter because it's really, really great stuff if you get your head behind it and you can start taking control of your life. Other than that, we will see you uh, next time on the Inside Outfit podcast and on this uh, final farewell, I say goodbye. And I say good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>